Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries. Hi, it's Miranda Kerr here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kay and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world. Dr. Nina Wines is an experienced laser, cosmetic and procedural dermatologist. Dr. Nina also specializes in scar management and women's dermatology, especially skin disorders caused by pregnancy. She's the co-founder and principal dermatologist of Northern Sydney Dermatology and Laser, Sydney's largest specialist skin and laser clinic, and one of Australia's leading dermatology practices. Dr. Wines is known for her individualized treatment of her patient's skincare needs. She loves skincare. And she is a really approachable, intelligent, and candid expert on the subject of pigmentation. Her approachable and caring style of work, alongside her honesty, ethical practices, and innovative and up-to-date advances in her field, have gained Dr. Wines a highly regarded reputation. She also teamed up with Clinique Australia as their local derm. Dr. Nina Wines regularly provides her expert dermatological knowledge to the media. In this episode, I spoke with her on the subject of pigmentation. Pigmentation is one of the most highly searched skincare concerns on the net. And Dr. Nina shares how we can treat this pesky skin condition, both topically, internally, and with aesthetic intervention. You will love this episode with Dr. Nina Wines, and I'm so excited to bring her to you. Please join me as I take you through this episode with one of Australia's top skin experts, Dr. Nina Wines. How wonderful to be reunited with Dr. Nina Wines. Thank you so much for joining us on Ageless by Rescue podcast. How wonderful to have an expert like yourself on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this broad and interesting topic. So thank you for having me. So pigmentation is the number one search skin concern in Australia. It is the thing that most men and women feel plagued by in terms of skin concern. Um, And you are a specialist in this area and your clinical practice certainly um, has done a lot of groundbreaking work with lasers and treatments. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to us what is pigmentation and the different types of pigmentation that occur? Sure. Pigmentation is just a very, very broad blanket term to mean any excess pigment on the skin. The common things that I see, of course, is a term, a household term called melasma. And just in case anyone doesn't know, that's sort of like a brownie pigmentation of the skin. It was previously known as chalasma, which is, um, you know, green when the skin goes green, but that's more more now known as melasma. So that's the common thing I see, but a really, really annoying and 
other massive issue is post-inflammatory pigmentation that occurs after acne or any insult on the skin, um, particularly acne and darker skin type. That's that's a very common type of post-inflammatory pigmentation that plagues people. It's a really, really difficult issue. Dr. Lina, you mentioned melasma. It, I've often heard uh, that melasma is a different type of pigmentation and can occur in different skin types or at different periods, like, for example, pregnancy. And so it requires mm-hmm. a completely different treatment protocol. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Melasma is a really persistent type of pigmentation. It used to be called the mask of pregnancy because it commonly came on around that peripartum period. But it can affect women and men. Um, And it is extraordinarily common um, in many, many different types of people. And it just is a very, very, it requires a long, persistent treatment regime because it does take a while to to fade as opposed to post-inflammatory pigmentation, which can respond a bit quicker. It's a treatment. So um, yeah. I, I suffered melasma. I had like a, a huge mark on my forehead, I want to say for years. And yes. it it came up, um, it was before pregnancy. So it wasn't mm. a, a pregnancy-related issue. I mm. think it was in response to, you know, a lifetime of thinking that I had Middle Eastern olive skin and didn't necessarily mm. need sunscreen. You've said to yes. me before in conversations that we've had that really pigmentation um, knows no ethnicity, knows no age, knows no gender. Talk to me about what you see in clinic and how you treat skin. Yes. Well, look, exactly right. Um, it, melasma can affect all skin types. And to me, skin is just skin and it just varies in its in its, um, in its, its color and tone and then treatment varies depending on the color and tone of the skin Um, and melasma knows no boundaries with any ethnicity or um, but it is more common in people with darker skin types because the darker your skin is the more melanocytes you have in your skin and effectively these are little uh, octopus shaped cells at the bottom of your skin that emit their pigment into the surrounding skin. So the more you have of those, the more chance you have of developing um, pigmentation. So absolutely, um, you know, skin is just skin. And it, um, you know, it for, for me, as a, I just approach the, the problem that presents me in front of me. So whether that be, you know, olive skin or dark skin type versus white skin type, there's, you know, a vast array of different um, approaches that you take based on the uh, problem that's in front of you. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) It does because, you know, when I first um, encountered uh, pigmentation on my own skin, um, the treatment that I was offered was hydroquinone and um, I I went and saw a doctor and the the options to me were um, laser which I was warned could actually overstimulate and actually Mm. worsen the situation or bleaching Mm. my skin. At that time, and I'm talking about, I want to say 13, 14 years ago now. Mm. So I went down both paths. Is that correct? Am I correct that those back then, that was kind of your only two options? You could either bleach the skin or, you know, do IPL and lasers. Were they the only two options before? Absolutely. And of course, people do try their own at home options um, that they try at home. But 
generally that was the approach, just the topical bleaching agents in combination with uh, use of lasers. But lasers have since been found to potentially make uh, the melasma worse. In hands where they don't appreciate the different ways of performing laser uh, for people with uh, pigmentary problems, laser has to be done very cautiously with a lot of experience in different skin types. It's not a one-size-fits-all treatment. It has to be done based on scientific evidence and what the literature shows works um, for, for the skin. So it's exciting now because there are many, many more options available for people. Um, to manage it so what do you do in your clinical practice now yeah I I love treating melasma but I have a very very consistent approach first of all I think realistic expectations are required and I use a combination of prescriptive and at-home treatments uh, topically and I also then have a structured plan after three months where some people with very very severe melasma can be placed on a new oral tablet. It's not new. It's been around for a while, but now clinical evidence shows it's very, very safe. And that's oral transemic acid used very cautiously in the right people who don't have risk factors. And then I can, after I've got those things going, I then have a structured uh, laser routine that I would manage the appropriate lasers in the appropriate skin type that's in front of me. So it's a very, very consistent approach and I think it's really important Um, a lot of people come to me and go I used this cream for six weeks and it didn't work but I said I say to them look you really need to use this cream for six months to see results you know it's not a quick fix but we will get you there and I I always just promise them that don't despair we will get you there you this is treatable it just requires time and consistency to get there so that's important just to say to people just keep at it it will like anything, you'll get there. I have a question for you. There's a term uh, to describe skin type and uh, I guess a, a universal language called Fitzpatrick. What mm-hmm. is this for the layperson? Can you demystify this terminology? Mm-hmm. And because we might hear it if we go to see a dermatologist or a skin clinician or if we're looking mm-hmm. for products, what does it mean? That's such a great question. And I'm very happy to answer it because Fitzpatrick is merely the name of the man who coined this term and um, his name is Fitzpatrick and incidentally I did meet him once. I went to San Diego to visit a clinic and there was Mr Fitzpatrick sitting there which for me was really interesting because all our textbooks had been written by Fitzpatrick so all these thick, thick, thick books that I've been learning off by heart for so many years, um, there he was standing there. So it's the man who named it and he's a very clever dermatologist to quite a groundbreaking procedural dermatologist. And it's simply a scale of one to six of um, skin colour with one being so, so white and, you know, you go out in the sun and you sunburn straight away um, to level six, which is a dark, dark, dark skin type. So you they would not tend to sunburn in the sun. So it's just a grading system of skin colour and how the probability of burning. Um, so that's simply what it is. And it's a very useful grading system for us because um, classically, skin types that are olive skin and above, um, which is around Fitzpatrick three and above. So olive is around three, level three, and six is dark, 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 and one is white, white, white. So 
olive skin and above requires a very different cautious approach to treatment uh, compared to the really white skin type. So um, white skin, you get a lot away with a lot of really full-on lasers, whereas the darker skin types, you have to be so careful not to generate too much heat and to go cautiously and slowly. And so that's why it's such a useful system for us. And you, we talked about what you offer in your clinical practice, but mm-hmm. I, I like this story and we've talked about this before. I think a couple of years ago, we were in a, an event for Clinique and you discovered uh, a brand that we all know, we've probably all grown up with, um, Clinique, mm-hmm. and you read a study that they published while you yeah. uh, you were becoming a surf lifesaver or something. Tell, tell us this cute story because <laughs> I like this story. Um, a lot of you may know that I'm, um, you know, my first skincare that I ever used at boarding school was Clinique and all of, it was quite trendy to use Clinique when I was um, at boarding school. We all used to carry our little bags down to the shower. It was quite a lovely thing to have. And so it was such a great honour for me to be asked to to work with Clinique. And I was reading one of their studies because um, uh, they have amazing scientific amazing scientific process behind the brand Clinique. And I was actually able to visit their lab and see the technology behind this extraordinary brand. Um, not only are they very ethical, but they um, have a lot of science behind the brand. In fact, it was started by a dermatologist. So I was very excited to be involved um, with something I believe and trust in. Anyway, I was reading um, one of their studies about uh, their one of their uh, creams to reduce pigmentation. And it was really quite good clinical evidence to show that there is a 40% reduction in pigmentation with this particular product. And I became really interested in it. 40%? Yeah, and increased skin brightening, 90% hydration um, shown in the studies. But I thought, well, you know, (laughs) I've recently got my bronze medallion as a surf lifesaver which is a questionable hobby for a dermatologist but anyway some girlfriends asked me to come along so I did that with them and I started to get early melasma and panicked and then I thought well what greater chance to give this a go myself so um I got uh, sent this product here which is the I have to read it because sometimes it's very much it's a long name I know I know I know I've got it um, but Clin- Clinique even better clinical radical dark spot corrector and interrupter and so I thought right I'm going to give it a red hot go so because my melasma was just nice and early I didn't want to start on the more intensive um treatments so the problem that what we did, what we really struggle with as dermatologists is that a lot of the um, topical bleaching agents that we need to prescribe cause irritation and it's irritation that causes increased pigmentation as well so you've got to find this balance between treating the pigmentation but not causing too much irritation so it's a little tightrope that you walk so this product really interests me because not only does it have the technology to reduce pigmentation, but it also has the technology to soothe the skin. So it's sort of this combined complex. Um, so I thought, look, I'll give it a go. And certainly it, it worked for me. I didn't need to progress then to the really strong medications. So I got onto it early. Um, some poor people, unfortunately, it's a little bit late when they have that really deep pigmentation, you know, that when you look like you've got a moustache, that sort of pigmentation. But um, this was fantastic. And, um, yeah, I, I 
that's really pleased to give it a go. So I like the so, packaging too. It's nice. Can I ask you, what are the ingredients that will actually work on mm. pigmentation without causing that inflammation and that, you know, bleaching where we don't want to see, you know, a white patch or a, you know, a grey yeah. patch? Yeah, I think most topicals, um, when used in an effective way, won't cause a white patch on on olive skin. So I just want to reassure you, even if you were using hydroquinone, you're not going to end up with a big white patch on your skin. It's just not what happens. But the irritation is a very annoying problem, as we've already mentioned. Um, Some of the literature is now talking about a number of products and licorice extracts, um, uh, for instance, is a common one that's talked about. Uh, then there's uh, kojic acid, azelic acid, uh, there's glycolic acids and salicylic acids, but all, all do have the chance to cause a little bit of irritation. But if used correctly with moisturizers and with other products that reduce your irritation, it's very, very uh, possible to manage your melasma without causing too much discomfort on the skin. So, um, so what's in the Clinique yeah. product that you like? Mm. Yeah, so what's unique about this particular product is it contains CL302, which is a new, this sort of new complex. This Could new you say technology. that again? What is it again? <laughs> Sorry, CL302. It's just a, a, a complex and it's basically a complex of some uh, active ingredients. Um, it can, contains this brightening agent called UP302, and that is combined with some other ingredients such as vitamin C um, and glycosamine and some other very effective ingredients. But in addition to this, this product, as I mentioned, contains agents that reduce inflammation, and there's a heap of ev- evidence in our scientific literature about green tea extracts. Um, for instance, um, um, being very, very effective to reduce inflammation. So it's just the combination. Like everything, it's the combination. It's the synergistic effect um, of doing everything together. And that's you, something that... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Do you know one of the no, things I was, I was a, going to say to you is I've used yes. this product before, the first generation of Even Better I yes. use. And the, the thing that I found, um, and, it, and it gave me great results, but the thing is that, you know, we all get kind of distracted by newness and, mm. and you know, I want to try this, I want to try that. Um, but the thing that you said to me, and it, I think it was a couple of years ago when we met mm. at an event or it was at a function, you said the most effective way to get a result is compliance. You've exactly. got to stick to something. Absolutely. So when I listen to the... you, I, and I literally, I would follow a skincare regime. I would use the serum. I used mm. my even better correctly, compliantly, together with my mm. sunscreen. I got great results. But if you yes. use anything sporadically, it doesn't work. Yes. It's exactly right. And it's a really common, common problem that I face as a clinician is that people come back to me and they'll say, it didn't work. And I said, well, how much of the tube is gone? Because <laughs> <laughs> if only a third is gone, then I know. Um, so that's my first way of finding out how con- um, compliant they are. So I'll say, how much How much of the tube have you used? And then I'll say, you know, results take time. You need to stick with things. And with pigmentation, it's like stick at it, stick at it, like six months, 12 months, like keep going. And 
um, it will happen. It will, the results will come like anything, like exercise, like, like absolutely everything. So um, this is a common issue um, that we face, just trying to get home that message of realistic results and giving it time. Things don't happen quickly, um, particularly with pigmentation, but we will get there if you keep chipping away at it for sure. Um, going back to the ingredients and what works and what doesn't work, um, you know, in your clinical practice, obviously you you you're not a counter for Clinique. You you do other yes. things and you you sell yep. other products. And what yes. what would be a good regime that we could do at home that you would uh, advocate? And what are some of the things that we should really steer clear mm-hmm. of if we are yeah. prone to pigmentation? Yes. So with pigmentation, it is a lot about what not to do so I'd like to um, explain that first don't pick your pimples because when you pick a pimple with olive skin and above you're causing your pigment cells to release pigment and that makes it oh so worse so don't pick your skin don't rub the skin aggressively because if you rub and scrub skin you're going to cause those little tentacle those little octopus cells called melanocytes which is like yeah literally are like little octopuses they have these little beautiful arms that extend into the skin and release the pigment you're going to cause them to release their pigment into the surrounding skin so So just so to interrupt would that mean like no Mm. scrubs with like granule what are you not too many peels uh, what about yeah, things so like guaja and that that's really popular now yeah just just um not and anything in moderation so don't rub the skin aggressively don't overheat the skin I've had some really disastrous cases where patients have come to me and they've been used microneedling themselves based on a youtube channel and then they've got these track marks from where they've been doing the microneedling really aggressively but yeah. where they think that the more pigmented, the more aggressive I'm going to microneedle at home. That's That absolutely leads to worsening of, of melasma. And I recall this other beautiful um, patient of mine who is an African girl who bought street bleaching products. So that's my other no-no, don't buy street bleaching products. So she, um, she bought these products that were imported from Africa over the counter in a market and she just wanted to be so much lighter skin than she was so she for about a year and a half applied vast quantities of these ingredients that she had no idea what they're in and it's very very um it's a case that will never leave me because she these products contained high dose steroids and very very high dose um, hydroquinone and now she has permanent skin damage um, and thinning and she has these sort of like confetti-like patches of hypopigmentation on her skin and it's sadly permanent so just only use reputable brands don't um you know that's very very important don't um buy anything on the black market be careful with what you buy on the internet it just because they say it works it doesn't mean it does so that's what not to do (laughs) then what to do so consistency so and sometimes not overdoing it. So having your own routine of trusted products that you use with very, very good effective ingredients. So uh, in the morning, cleanse your skin, moisturize with active ingredients. And then, of course. Can I just interrupt you? What active some... ingredients do you like for people suffering from pigmentation? Well, you know, there's so much information. You're a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. what would you say if if you know if we were to pick some top key things to mm-hmm. add what would we be doing yeah so ingredients and brands are much like um clothing you know there's so many different brands of clothing and like which one is the best which one you know works skincare is a bit like that there are so many vast brands out there and really they'll all get you from a to b but it's just about how much ingredient there's no one one ingredient that works it's just about using something trying it and sticking to it so all those ingredients we talked about azelaic acid kojic acid um you know those sort of ingredients glycolic salicylic um they're all very very effective for um if used consistently um so i don't like i just like to say that people are always saying to me what's the what's you know the one the one brand or the one ingredient it's about sticking to something and and sticking to trusted brands. The brands that have been around forever are around forever for a reason. They are around because they work and they've been shown, they've never disappointed people. They've never harmed people. So, the I like to advocate brands that have been around and tried and trusted and and have evidence behind them. And um, so, you know. I don't like to sort of say you must use this one ingredient and it's going to work. It's just about keeping at it and, and not expecting results in two weeks. So you um, mentioned so, vitamin C before is a great product or, uh, or green. Would that be mm-hmm. as part of your, so you'd cleanse, you'd use something um, with, you know, vitamin C or something so in the morning? I, I, so you apply your products thinnest to thickest. So I would cleanse and then use a serum because it's it's the it's a very thin uh, product the serum um, delivers high concentration of active ingredients to the skin so I'd use a you know a, a serum with a specific ingredient in it that you have at home um, that you know isn't an, uh, an effective ingredient as we've just mentioned all those different products to try and then I would moisturize and my, if I'm worried about pigmentation I would have an ingredient in that product that helps the um, pigmentation um, I tend to get a bit of rosacea, so I'll add in some um, uh, anti-redness treatment for me, but we're talking about pigmentation, so you want to stick to those products that reduce pigmentation. And then, of course, it's boring. We all know it, but sunscreen, sunscreen. um, And understanding sunscreen is very important because um, you want to cover the full spectrum of UV. So UVA and B, a broad spectrum sunscreen is super important because people don't understand that UVA penetrates through windows and it's off, it can, it's a very important spectrum to consider in, um, and, and, you know, SPF only measures UVB predominantly. So you want to ensure that you're using a UVA blocker within your sunscreen. So I hope that's, um, answers your question <laughs> it does I've, i do have a question with the um clinique even better clinical dark spot corrector it's not a moisturizer it's a serum right it's just a serum it's, it's, it's a predominantly a serum predominantly um it's very 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 good i mean there are this has do you been use a morning and night or? 
Morning and um, night. I did use it for me. I used it morning and night um, because I wanted results. I wanted to get results quickly. Um, it has been shown to hydrate the skin up to 92%. So it definitely will hydrate. Serums can hydrate, as you know. Um, but the older older you get, the drier your skin gets. And melasma tends to affect people between their 20s and 40s. Um, so, you know, at the 40 end of the spectrum, a bit drier than the younger skin types. So, um, yeah, so I tend to go um, thinnest to thickest cleanse, serum, moisturiser, and then, um, you know, depending on what my skin looks like that day, if it's really dry, I'll add in an extra moisturiser. Um, and similarly Did, I night. don't know if you know this, but Even Better has foundation in the range and I use it and it's really nice. So it's got yeah. some of the clinical ingredients in it in a foundation and SPF. Oh. So it's, it's actually quite a nice product yes. and it disguises yeah, people yeah. quite well. I have it on today actually on my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very good foundation. Yeah. One last question before we wrap up. Is it ever too late to treat pigmentation? Like is is you mentioned, you know, uh, for some people, it, they've really uh, the pigmentation is really settled in. Is it ever too late? Well, I I don't think it's ever ever too late. I when does a woman start stop caring about? Her appearance. I mean, I have eighty-year-old patients who still want me to help them with their skin. You know, why do we ever stop caring? When you stop caring, it's sad, isn't it? So, no, it's never too late. It's never too late. But the interesting thing is, melasma um, improves with age. You don't see too many people who are older getting it. Um, oh, it tends good. to be sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So postmenopausal, once you get past that menopausal area um pigmentation becomes um that melasma type pigmentation becomes less of an issue so that's a win for you out there girls <laughs> it sure is yeah. and dr yeah. nina since you know the podcast is called ageless can i ask yes. you what other things that you've done uh in the past 10 years that have really transformed your vitality and you know, your beauty personally, not for patients, mm. but as a woman who's kind yeah. of that we come to to become ageless, what what have you yeah. done for yourself that is that's really given you some bang for your buck? Yeah. Well, I'm a big advocate, as I know you are too, that beauty is is inside and out. So I have I truly believe on working on my mindset, my attitude and self-belief. And I believe a lot of beauty comes from what you do to other, for others and what you give to the world. So that is a big part of my philosophy that I always believe that my true beauty comes from what I give to others. But that's a deeper conversation. But I believe in that a lot. On the outside, and also, of course, um, you know, beauty is about being healthy, about the energy, you know, th that you bring to a room in addition to being healthy and exercising and doing your best to eat well and, um, you know, that those sort of more broad terms. But in terms of external things, um, of course, I like my biggest winner, of course, has been you know, I own a laser clinic. So, um, <laughs> my business partner and I, um, for twenty years, have um, 
always worked on our own skin. We've always re- done a resurfacing laser every year. Uh, we uh, consistently use products. Um, and so I'm very fortunate in the sense that from a, that sort of sun perspective, I can rectify some of the damage I did because when I was young, unfortunately, I used to have tanning competitions with my girlfriends before I knew what I knew now. So sadly, with um, I've created a bit of my own damage, which I, if I could turn back time, I would change. But I think um, agelessness to me is that beauty is is ageless. <laughs> it is ageless. Beauty is an attitude, an attitude to me. And I can sense it in people and when I see them as patients. I think it's, it's about embracing life and living your best life and not letting things stop you, believing that you'll always find a way around things and gratitude, just being grateful for what you do have in life not what you don't have and not focusing on what you don't have but focusing on yeah just appreciating life I suppose that's is that the sort of answer you uh, no I I just think it's really interesting because it's in your hands that we entrust our agelessness so it's nice to know that you also have a personal plan for being and um, you know living ageless. I want to thank you so much. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And um, I want to thank uh, Clinique as well for making you available to us, to our audience. I know that you have a partnership with them, but really the information that you've shared is so um, professional and so expert. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on Ageless by Rescue. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed our chat. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah. Bye, Dr. Nina. Thank you. What a pleasure. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Bahar Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind-the-scenes video, real people reviews and extended interviews with experts, I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters all for free.